Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. Welcome to another episode of Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Elisa Benson, and I am joined by three very good friends of mine today who are all brilliant, professional, insanely successful, insanely talented working women who also have insanely successful, insanely impressive jobs on the side. So we are talking about side hustles, even though I can already tell you I have nothing to add to the conversation because I like to joke, as I've said before, that my side hustle is men. (laughs) 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 So let me go ahead and introduce who is in the room at the Cosmopolitan.com Happy Hour podcast today. I'm seated right next to my wonderful coworker, Marina Kadekel. Hi, Marina. Hi, Lisa. Marina is the deputy editor for Cosmopolitan. That your official title is what? Deputy Special Project no, Chief Executive no, Sex. You can just person. say it's deputy editor <laughs> features and and brand extensions. Features and brand extensions. Yes. But that also includes sex and relationships. Yes, I oversee the Love Lust section, which is the biggest section of the magazine and it has all the fun stuff in it. So all the um, stories about love and sex and dating and friendship and family and basically you know, all yeah. the co- all the things you think of when you think of Cosmo. Yeah, let's say that. that. (laughs) And Marina is also the founder and what is, I don't even know, founder of Underrated, which is a brand new newsletter where, newsletter slash website where cool, inspirational women like those of us in the room right now share their picks for things that are otherwise off the radar and maybe undiscovered. So, did I sum it up? Did I give you two justice? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna feature some men. So, some men. Oh, yeah. Okay. But if I if I deem taste worthy, <laughs> yeah. right. but it's yeah, it's me asking you know cool creatives whose tastes I admire, notable creatives, designers, chefs, actors, authors, people like that for their under the radar um, favorites in terms of culture and food and style and beauty and stuff like that. And this I know was a long time passion project for you. So we're gonna come back to that later because you can't talk about side hustles, of course, without talking about the things that people dream about at night and that make them excited in their hearts. So we're gonna come back to that. Also in the room is Rachel Redding who works professionally nine to five or probably more like nine to whenever as is the case (laughs) for all of us as a designer but is also a just insanely talented calligrapher which is how I met you Rachel hi Rachel hey Lisa how's how are you doing good good I'm excited um so excited to have you here and I first met Rachel through Cosmo because we discovered her at a party doing calligraphy and invited her to come into the office and do if you guys are familiar with anything that Cosmo does, you've actually probably seen her work all over our Instagram feed, on Facebook Live, on Snapchat Discover. Um, and that was a really fun day where we had you come in and just write, use your beautiful handwriting to write things like 
can I live? And like, <laughs> Justin like, Bieber. Like, Justin Bieber. <laughs> wine is bay. Like all the typical Cosmo things. So Rachel, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Um, and also in the room is my longtime friend, Christina Libby, who has a really interesting you basically, you're like a professional side hustler in some ways, <laughs> I would say. Um, Christina Fair. has spent the last several years working in public relations at Microsoft out in Seattle, but is soon to be leaving her job full-time to focus on her millions of other side hustles and passions, which have included everything from social media consulting to writing a book. You finished your book, right? I have finished a number of You finished a number <laughs> of different Nothing is published yet, yes. Um, so focusing on that, and also I know you are a professor, a yep. teacher. Yep. Um, and Christina also, before she got her start at Microsoft, had founded her own company when you were still based in New York. Although you've lived everywhere. Is it even New York, D.C.? Denver, Denver Maine. Maine. Yeah, Maine. a little bit of everywhere. everything. A little bit of everywhere. <laughs> so um, I think, Christina, you are an interesting story because somebody you are somebody that was has really had an entrepreneurial spirit kind of your entire career. Um, and so you went from sort of starting your own business, being very successful at that, to going to Microsoft, where you worked for a really long time, to now kind of branching out and pursuing some of your side hustles yeah. full time. Um, and Christina, I said this to you right before we started rolling, but I, you know, Christina is Christina Libby, the famous Christina Libby, <laughs> um, is really well known because working in PR, you meet people all the time, and you, every time you're bouncing back and forth from Seattle to New York, you know, we would catch up and have dinner and drinks, and Christina is famous for sort of assembling these amazing dinner parties with women from all different, like, industries and walks of life, and we always end up having, what do you call them, Christina, thinking women's dinners, <laughs> right? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. The intent being to... Get a bunch of really smart women together to talk with other really smart women and to talk about all kinds of things, right? Because we come across people in our day jobs and we have, you know, conversations with them, smart, other smart women, but we very rarely, I think, just get together and talk and talk about how to help each other and other ways to sort of lift everyone up who's around us, which I really love. And that was like a way more articulate way of saying it than be like babbling <laughs> on. I'm always telling Christina, like, Christina, you should host a podcast. But um, so the last dinner where we were, it was a great group of women assembled. It was sort of came up that basically everyone had a side hustle. And I was like, is that the new thing that everyone is doing? I was like, I'm leaving work and basically watching Netflix and going to bed. And it was like everybody else is leaving to do their dream jobs. So that was the idea where this podcast um, was born out of. And so I think we need to dive right into talking about side hustles. So basically, um, you know, I think the idea of a side hustle in some ways is kind of, and the reason I wanted to do this podcast episode is because it's kind of the new American dream. You know, if the old, Marina and I were just talking about this in the cab ride here, mm -hmm. if the old American dream was sort of rising to the top, corner office, boss in charge, I think it's, we all sort of know that women today are interested in, I think, really being entrepreneurs and pursuing their passions in a way that is gratifying and also lucrative. So that's kind of what I'm thinking of when I talk about a side hustle. Do you guys agree with that definition? Is that how you think of yourselves? I think you each need to talk a little bit about exactly what you're doing and how it started. Christina, do you want to kick things off? <laughs> sure. Uh, let me talk first to the idea of side hustle. So when I think about a side hustle, I basically think um, 
I kind of think we've all become quite boring, right? Like, not the women in the room have become boring. But in general, one of the reasons that I actually talk to people a lot about side hustle is because I really spent a lot of years of my life going to dinner with a lot of other women who would spend the whole time just being like, this guy doesn't call me back. Or like, this guy, like, why can't I ever meet anyone interesting? Or like, all of our conversation would just be about boys all the time, right? Which and I've already declared is totally right. <laughs> side hustle. Which so, yeah. is also okay, right? Like, sometimes you have a focus. It's good to be focused. But this idea it's that, my job, like... so. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a fundamentally a little bit boring, right? And sort of, we all need hobbies, right? If you mm. want to have an interesting... If you want, like, an interesting man to be attracted to you, you have to become an interesting person, right? And that means that you can't just sit around and, no offense, not throwing shade on Netflix, but you can't no. just... You can't just sit around on Netflix all day, right? Like, <laughs> you should explore those other things. And if you're lucky, those other things will become another form of making money or they will just become something that is super soul satisfying or they'll become something that actually really helps you be able to do your day job as well which I think is sort of the hidden part of side hustling where it's like maybe your side hustle becomes your career but maybe your side hustle also becomes just a way for you to get better at the job that you're doing without having to switch jobs and I think that's a really powerful part of it. I completely agree with that because (laughs) I started taking on calligraphy clients and I really felt like the more interaction I had with those clients, the more confident I felt in my day job interacting with clients Mm -hmm, and just dealing mm -hmm. with business in general during during work hours. So I really felt like the two were kind of cross training me at the same time. And Rachel, I think that that, I want you to talk a little bit more about how you got into calligraphy because when I first met you, it was because you were coming into Cosmo as this like calligrapher. And I think I didn't (laughs) even realize that you also are, have a really successful job in your own right. And it's the way you, when I got to know you better and hearing you talk about it, it's almost like you kind of fell into this by accident. I mean, you've obviously always been artistic. So I went to art school and I got a design job and I love it. Um, I actually had a friend that passed away, a really close friend that passed away, and I was super upset and eating a creative outlet. So I started a blog and I would write sad stories <laughs> and <laughs> post, like, try my hand at posting photos. And um, I saw people on Instagram with beautiful handwriting and I said, I wanted to try my hand at that. And um, I took a workshop and I just started practicing. and. I connected with uh, Spring Street Social Society and asked them if they needed I any calligraphy. Yeah. yeah. And so it kind of took off from there. Which Spring Street Social Society, for those non-New Yorkers, is like a super cool... I don't even know. You it's should like explain it better. theater, yeah. dinner, entertainment, um, secret supper club, if you will. It's basically like exactly what you're imagining and that it feels like it's something straight out of the movies that shouldn't yeah. exist in real life but actually does. Uh, yeah. Did you go to the last... So I just went to one that they did. This is totally off topic. But I just went to one that they did that was like... Um, a casino and you like walk to this hotel it wasn't a hotel it was like a condo building it was like up five flights of stairs you had to take your shoes off and like walk over the roof and then down oh and then down a set of stairs and then in this weird like roof room there's no other word for it it's like a room that was second sunk into the roof there was like a 1920s like jazz band and there was like a poker table and all of these like free cocktails and amazing music every event is different and completely unique and they're they're incredible and so 
I started. They gave you a hand. Yeah, I started. Um, I, my first thing I did was live calligraphy. I during cocktail hour wrote out all the guest names on an envelope, and inside the envelope was a task that I had written out ahead of time. And so after drinks had gone around and courses had been served, the guests were asked to open up their envelope that had their name on it that acted as their place card for the evening and to perform that task. So that was kind of my first entry into Doing how fun calligraphy can be and yeah. like how it can kind of you know, add something special to an event. And I actually remember you telling me that, Rachel, because when I was talking to you about Spring Street, social society yes. lots of us lots is of there us. and how you got involved I remember you saying like I reached out to them kind of being like you know I do calligraphy if you would ever yeah. need any help and I remember you saying like I thought they would be like oh yeah we have an event in a few months and weren't they essentially like we have something tomorrow in four days right they were yeah. like in four days can you do live calligraphy and I'm like okay so I think that's part of having a side hustle is just saying yes to things and seeing where they'll take you and kind of exploring and making mistakes along the way sometimes and learning from that. I think that that's really important and that's and how, one of the reasons I love it. And how long ago was that that you did this event with them that was kind of jump-starting your side hustle? that was two and a half years ago. Okay. Years ago, and since then you've done a million events and invitations and the baby showers. and stuff for fashion and baby showers and weddings and you know the requests kind of come from all over and every request is unique and challenges me in a different way. So it's it always keeps me on my toes. That's amazing. And so Marina, what about for you? I was kind of alluding to the fact that Underrated, which again, just launched, what, a few weeks ago now? A month ago. A yeah. month ago. Congratulations. I'm the newbie on the block. Thank you. I'm the newbie on the block. <laughs> Thanks. But um, I, you know, we've talked a lot about how this was just something you've been thinking about for so long that yeah. you just almost like had to put into the world. Yeah. It was. I mean, I, so I love my job. I get I'm so lucky that I get to work with amazing writers and amazing editors and um, basically talk about love and sex and relationships and friendships and human behavior all day, and that totally does it for me. But I was just, I've always been drawn to sort of cultural discovery. Like, what are the cool things that cool people actually like? And anytime I would read, you know, like a, a celebrity cover story, I would zero in on the things that they were saying, like where they where they like to eat and what they like to wear and what's in their bag. But as a magazine editor, I know that a lot of those stories are um, their advertiser buy-ins or maybe their, you know, sponsored content in a way. Like when you see, you know, a celebrity on Instagram with a product, sometimes you realize that it's something they were paid to endorse. And I really wanted a more authentic um, one-stop shop where you could find out basically cool stuff that cool people like, and I didn't find any place like that. There are blogs for just fashion or just food or really fancy ones, and then, you know, there's Yelp, which is great, but it's so many voices. You don't know who you can, you know, mm-hmm. who you share you tastes know who with. I don't are. know who, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like Donna B. from Hoboken might be awesome, but I don't know her. <laughs> and um, I don't know oh if God, I share her taste Donna and rights. Donna B. from Hoboken. <laughs> and I like, whatever, I love Hoboken. Um, but, um, so I couldn't find just one sort of addictive discovery tool like that. So I was just like, why don't I try it? And I started reaching out to people. You know, my favorite things have always come from recommendations, word of mouth from cooler than me 
people that I've had, you know, that I've been lucky enough to be friends with or stylists, writers, people I've worked with. Um, so I started reaching out to some of the people just to see if they'd be interested in sharing. And it turns out people really like talking about things that they love. And when um, you were, yeah. I'm just sort of interested in the logistics of that. Sure. Because this was almost before, like, of course, before you launched the newsletter. So oh, were yeah. you reaching out to people and sort of say, saying like, I'm working on a thing that, you know, because yeah. once you have something, once you've launched, mm-hmm. it's like you have a thing. To show people. Right. right. But when it was still almost an idea that you were workshopping for yourself, what was that like to kind of be reaching out to people and saying, I don't know what this is yet, but. Yeah. It was it was sort of a leap of faith. And that's why I reached out to people who I had kind of a personal relationship with that I'd met before. Because it would have been harder if I were just, you know. Blind emailing Blind people. emailing people's publicists and being like, hey, will they do this thing that doesn't exist yet? Right. Um, which, you know, I actually did try a couple times. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. Um, and I have to say that, like, this is a sort of a symbiotic thing, underrated. Um, it's U-N-D-R-R. It doesn't have the U-N-D-E-R, underrated.com. It's separate from Cosmo. Um, I obviously now have Cosmo's blessing, and we'll talk about that. But um, I think my job at Cosmo, like you guys were saying, the two help each other mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. So people know what Cosmo is. So they, you know, I have a platform that they'll hear me out. And in turn, you know, I think people like that this is a separate thing, that I'm really passionate about it, that it's like fills this need for authenticity that I don't see, um, you know, in this space the way that I wanted. So, and I, you know, in just this month, I've been talking to so many people, having so many lunches and drinks with people who've started, you know, side hustles and projects of their own. And I've almost learned a whole new vocabulary that I'm bringing back to my job at the magazine. And I have so many more story ideas now. And I'm pitching Mm -hmm. ideas for the work section. I just pitched the story about startup confessions, about things that girls did when they were, Mm -hmm. you know, women. That's a great idea. Founders. Yeah. Like funny things they did when they were starting their company, like inventing fake emails for fake assistants because they wanted to seem legit to the people (laughs) that they were talking to. Like, my God. We'll set up that. a meeting. So they're like, well, Jennifer will set up. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So I'm hearing all of these like amazing stories and bringing that kind of back to my job at the magazine. So it's all like lifting everything up. I think you make two really interesting points. One is, I think the thing about a side hustle is it's about authenticity, right? Like mm-hmm. it's about exploring some part of who you are that you would not have been able to explore in your job like absolutely and I think that's what makes it so compelling you right you are like I just like had to try this and I just yeah. reached mm-hmm. out and and you are saying the same um thing and I think that's where it comes from like for me I just I wanted to feel a lot more connected to my community so I started teaching classes in social media because it was like an area I knew and I felt like it really explored and sort of opened up all of these other doors and then like when I started being like, I want to write fiction novels, it started opening up doors outside of work, but also inside of work, where one of my dearest friends now, Dada Sarkar, who has been in the magazine, um, I actually met her through work, but then we connected because we both realized that we have this huge passion for fiction writing that inspired what we did in our day job as well. So I think that's really interesting. And I also think the other thing about having a side hustle is it instantly... um, lifts you up above your peers. Like, I read this book 
at, I was talking about the other day, the fact that like less than 15% of people write a book, right? So if you write a book, it sort of becomes a calling card in the same way that having like a master's or a bachelor's mm-hmm. degree, it's a calling card. I think having a side hustle is also a calling card because there are so few people who do it. And then you do something where like in the workplace, all of a sudden you're like, oh, this girl, Rachel, yeah, she writes with us. But do you know she also has a calligraphy? <laughs> like it sort of lifts yeah. you up in this way people yeah. talk about you and the way they see you and the way that you can get promotions in your company. Um, and to me, that's also this like really fascinating. So even if your side hustle doesn't become your full-time job, the way that it impacts your regular job mm-hmm. just by being more dynamic than you know, the nine to five employee that everyone else is. It differentiates you. I think it's also connected me as a New Yorker to the city more too. Like Mm. it's amazing how many different restaurants and venues and people I've gotten to meet in the past few years. Um, I just, I walk around and I feel so much more comfortable. Like it also brought me into all of the art stores that I hadn't been to in a really long time because I just didn't need to pick up supplies for my design job. So I all of a sudden was in art shops, like, oh, which one has the best gouache? Where can I get this tool? What kind of pen? So it kind of sent me on this whole exploration of you know, interesting places yeah. and, and yeah. spaces. And so I just moved to Dallas, right? Like two months ago. And you're leaving your job at Microsoft. You're yes. moving to Dallas. Um, you're side hustling full time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was, Microsoft was very kind and I'll stay with them through the end of the summer and um, sort of doing all of the PR work that I've done before. And then the fall comes and opens up this really interesting opportunity in my life, right? Where I am going to take some time and just like explore all of these things that I've been working on for a really long time. And so over the course of the summer, I'm going to like release an e-course in social media and release like a social media book and sort of all of these things that I've been working on for a long time in my mind that now I'm like, okay, I can take a little bit of time and just do this work. But to your point that you were making is when I moved to Dallas, you know, I moved and I'm working from home right now. And I'm just like, me and my boyfriend working from home, right? <laughs> and, and so I don't have a lot of connections to the community because I'm not moving into a job. But I know that I have like three side hustle passions, right? Like I'm very interested in entrepreneurship. I'm really interested in writing. And I like arts and culture. And so within two or three weeks of being in Dallas, I had connected with the whole startup community. I would connected with the writing community. I've started to make a few friends of this idea of, of creating sort of dinner pop party pop-ups, like a little bit like Spring Street Social Society in Dallas. And instantly, like I feel super rooted and connected mm-hmm. to the community. And I think that's something that that yeah. having a side hustle does that forces you to get so far outside your day job. There's some crazy stat that like most Americans, 95% of their friends are people they work with. Totally. Like mm. that's insane. I've met so many new people <laughs> yeah. just in this last couple of months of putting this together. Um, completely like whole different communities of women, entrepreneurs helping each other mm-hmm. and, and some startup men. founders <laughs> and some men um, and startup who I can introduce you to. Like. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be really beneficial for me. Set up for Lisa coming soon. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. No, but I think that's actually, I hadn't even thought about this until you guys were talking just now, but 
when you move to a new city, for instance, and you're looking for a job and you're networking, that's very much about like, how can you help me? How can you help me? How can you help me? And it's something very interesting about all of your side hustles that feels so much more, you know, like Rachel, you reaching out and saying like, I could do calligraphy for you or Marina, you saying like, I want to profile you mm-hmm. or like Christina with your millions of passions and your orchestrating dinner parties <laughs> in this town you just moved to. There's something so heartwarming about the way that you guys really are sort of offering something to other people into your communities which is completely different than like a job search I think Um, it's the first part of being an entrepreneur though is mm -hmm. like you have to create value for your community period right like um, I can't remember who it was someone I was listening to recently I think it was on the Lewis Howes podcast and he was just talking about the fact that like you have to create value and this is that's the way I operate in the world right it's like I'm gonna give a bunch to a bunch of people Mm -hmm. I'm gonna find out the people who I'm going to ask for something for down the road. But that's not why I'm giving them things. But I'm giving them because eventually, like, I might need something, right? And so there's sort of that, like, to me, it's this kind of, like, outflow of all of my energy to kind of help and connect people and push them together and, and inspire ideas. Because ultimately, I know that, like, putting all that value out there, like, that's never going to hurt me, right? That's only going to get better. And I think to be a successful entrepreneur Maybe you don't have to do that, but maybe I think to be a great entrepreneur, you do have you to do, do have that. To do that. I think, yeah, it's a lot about positivity. It's right. There's so much negativity out there that it's like what I'm doing and what you guys are both doing. It sounds like it's all about positivity and authenticity and like putting that out there and giving people something. Because I, you know, I was like, I want to know all this under the radar stuff. Like, what's the restaurant that is not the hottest place that you line up for, but what's actually good? Like, what's a like fashion label I've never heard about before that I didn't even know I mm. wanted to know about, mm-hmm. but I do? It's like those, that's value. Like, I, when, when a new set of recommendations comes in or when I interview someone new, I'm, like, so excited. I'm, like, a kid in a candy store. I'm going to all the links. I want to try and, like, buy and wear and eat, like, everything immediately and gluttonously. Like, I just, like, it's something that I'm passionate about. And I actually bought, like, Esperanza Spalding on last week's newsletter. She's a Grammy-winning singer-songwriter, recommended this Kiehl's um, skin product that I just went right out and bought. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. Yeah. That is the power of of a recommendation. Um, I want to sort of spend, um, before we have to wrap up, because we've already been like chatting away as I knew would happen, but, um, I want to talk a little bit about sort of the logistics because I think it's, I think we're all getting so excited talking about the passion, talking about the sort of Mm -hmm. symbiotic way that having a side hustle can actually help your main career, Mm -hmm. how giving back to the community can be so rewarding for a lot of reasons but I want to talk about some of the logistics of like how the hell do you make time for all of this how do you have that conversation you know with your boss where you kind of say like by the way I'm doing this thing on the side and I want you to know about it so I want to talk about some of those things but um first really quickly I want to talk about third love you guys have heard me talk about on the podcast before my boobs and how it's hard for me to find bras in regular stores because they're beautiful and big but um so third love is a really cool company that promises to make some of the most comfortable and well-fitting and still super stylish bras on the market 
um, their website, thirdlove.com, um, because it's all online. They're promising to pass the savings for this really excellent product directly to you. So there's a special offer for Cosmo readers. If you go to thirdlove.com Cosmo, you can get a free trial of one of their bras. All you need to do is pay for shipping, and you can wear it for 30 days, take the tags off, wear it, wash it, do whatever you normally do in your bra in it. <laughs> and if you love it, keep it, and they'll charge your card. If you don't love it, send it back for free. Your card won't be charged. Um, if you don't know your size, they have online fit specialists. And this is really um, what they are saying sets them apart from other companies is that they will make sure you find a bra that has a 100% fit guarantee that you absolutely love. Um, I swear to God, I'm not. this is not... I'm not just saying this, but I'm actually wearing the third love bra that they sent me right now, which weirdly happens often when I do these reads on the podcast. And I don't want, now I'm starting to feel weird. Like, do you guys think I only have one bra? It's just coincidence. But um, I do really love it. It's really great. I would not tell you I loved it if I didn't. So check out thirdlove.com slash Cosmo to get your free trial now. So moving back to the logistics of having a side hustle, um, Rachel, I want to, I think one of the things I want to talk about is the time. You know, how do you guys make time when you have these really busy and all of you very important jobs? How do you make the time to do this? And Rachel, the reason I'm kicking it off with you right away is because I went to one of these Spring Street Social Society dinners with you. It was a six course wine pairing type meal we were like absolutely bombed when we like shared a cat home together at like one in the morning and you were like I have to go home and like finish calligraphy and you were I like did. I have to drop it off with like an Upper East Side doorman we had like, wine and yeah. I went home I finished the baby shower place cards and woke up at 6am and delivered them by 7am and then came home and crashed. So, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going home to sleep, and you were going home to Sometimes that work. happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I um, am a night owl, which is bad because then I'm not a morning person. So that's Same. not good for the day job. Same. But um, <laughs> I find time like. On the subway, I don't get Wi-Fi as much, so that's when I edit photos that I'm going to post on Instagram. So um, I squeeze in the time here and there. Um, I also really take advantage of things like Uber Messenger to get packages to clients during the day when I can't deliver them myself. Um, That's a really good hack. Yeah. Like, where can you, like, throw money to make this? actually sustainable for you right because you don't have time to spend an hour every time you need to deliver something right well and that's there are two things one my big thing is like I don't watch television but and I'm a morning person Mm -hmm. so I get up at like 5 a.m and I get like a bunch of stuff done before I ever go to work in the morning as a result, I'm like a horrible person to go on dates with, as my boyfriend routinely because <laughs> it's like nine fifteen, and I'm like, well, I want to go, I want to go to sleep, can I sleep now? <laughs> but I think sort of one of the secrets about side hustle is automation, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I have this social media kind education company, right? That's a side hustle that involves the creation of this like app that we're going to launch. It's all about influencers. Um, but one of the things you think about. When you're think when we're thinking about social media is like automation, right? Because small business owners like the biggest time suck for them. On yeah. the average, they spend an hour trying to create social media content a day, right? That is an hour, and these are people whose like 
job should be spent basically doing anything else, right? Like, unless you're a natural content creator, which, like, interestingly, all of us are, but, um, like, that's not where your time should be spent. So the more and more things you can think about automating, right, is, like, what is that process so that you actually just do the part of the job you love and right. you pay small amounts to do everything else? Like, there are so many social media tools, like um, something like Edgar, right, which, like, for $7 or something a month, like, takes your content and then loops it for you and reposts it so that you are not constantly having to do that, right? Like, how can you think about hiring? Marina, you probably, like, need that. Yeah, I'll send you the cheat sheet of it. But it's, like, Marina's going to enroll in your course. <laughs> Teach me your ways. But it's, like, you know, there are all of these hacks and tools or even things, like, if you have a business and you're not naturally someone who makes social media content, right? Like, you could hire someone, Elisa, who doesn't have a side hustle right now, could probably for like an hour on Saturdays be your social media person. But, you know, like thinking about all of the ways you can automate and then all of the stuff you can say no to, right? Like I cut out a bunch of friends that I was like, I don't actually get anything from hanging out with this person. And I get a lot more out of hanging out with people who attribute to contribute to my side hustle or just spending time alone doing the things that I love. I think from just like a logistics perspective, like no TV, like stop hanging out with people you don't want to, like feel totally free saying no to things and using your side hustle as an excuse, right? Like no, I don't want to go to that dinner with you and your really boring friends. I want <laughs> I want to do my thing instead because I'm seeing a path here. I'm seeing um, something amazing. Uh, I want to sort of pass it on to you, but I want to very quickly add that um, I was listening recently as Michael Hyatt, he's a, a best-selling author, was talking about um, – how we live our lives, right? And most people live it in what he calls the drift, right? Which is where this idea where we are just we are just drifting through our lives. We are waiting for our next promotion or we are waiting for the right man to come meet us or You're we are like just describing my life right now. Yeah, we are just like <laughs> drifting. And on average he said the average woman spends 22 and a half days, full days planning her wedding. And in general, we spend basically no time planning our lives. Oh right? my God. I think and I've so- spent at least 22 days already <laughs> planning my wedding. And- <laughs> yeah. But you That's know, a long way off. Right? But the idea, like a little bit with a side hustle, is like, what Like, what do you want to do in the world? Like, what is your vision? And not like, I want to be president, but like, who do you want to be for the world? Like, how do you want to show up? I read this amazing book a few years ago by Zan Zadra called Five. And it just asks you to plan five years in the future. And it made me figure out, like, what is my personal mission statement, right? And I just decided I wanted to help people think bigger, right? Like, that's what I do in my classes. Like, that's why I'm here on this podcast. It's like, I just want you to think a little bit bigger. And I think that's what having a side hustle is about. It's about thinking that like our lives don't have to be defined by the nine to five we're in. Like our lives are not only our job. Our lives have an immense number of possibilities and and we just have to explore them. We have to want to be a little bit more creative and take a calligraphy class or, you know, mm-hmm. your blog kind of failed in the sense that it wasn't what you wanted, but your yeah. calligraphy succeeded. Yeah. And, and you're like, hey, I want to explore the world in a, a new, more interesting way. And so you're getting out there and doing that. And, and I think, like, that's really what having a side hustle is about, is about possibility. You guys can see why I love having dinner with Marie. With, um, <laughs> I, sorry, I'm mixing up your names. With Christina Libby, because she's inspiring AF. Sorry. Um, no, that was amazing. Um, and Marina, I wanted you to talk about how... So one thing is making the time and basically cutting out your social life, (laughs) automating everything. Um, But, you know, there is that factor. Like, you guys all have full-time jobs. So, 
you know, how do you, you know, at what point, Marina, did you have to say to your boss, like, by the way, I'm launching this thing and I just want you to know about it? Because I think that's a worry that a lot of women would have. We would never want our bosses to feel like we weren't 100% committed to our jobs. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And if anything, it's actually made me more committed to my job because of all the energy that's swirling Mm -hmm. around. But, um, you know, I mentioned that I started going out to just people I was friends and friendly with and had worked with and asked them if they wanted to give these recommendations and underrated started to take shape and I was at the point where you know I was ready to reach out to people who I hadn't worked with who were in um, a larger circle so um, you know more celebrity type people or artists who are well known and have larger followings and I didn't want my editor-in-chief Joanna to hear that I was approaching people uh, from somebody else and once it became clear that this is something that I really wanted to do and I was really passionate about um, I went in and had a meeting with her and you know I was hopeful Joanna has a lot a lot of not side hustles but she does a lot um, and fits it all in and you know other um, people on staff have have ventured into their own kind of projects as well, and she'd always been supportive. So I had a hunch, but I was still nervous. And I told her, you know, I was lucky. She was incredibly supportive. Um, you know, I had I made sure to make the point that it wouldn't detract from my giving 110% in my job. This was just something that fueled me and I was so passionate about that I'm happy to do it in my free time um, because it's actually fun for me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was super supportive. She like started naming people for me to go out to and ask yeah um because there was probably a part of you that was like what if I leave this and she's like you cannot do this yeah and then it's just over (laughs) yeah I mean I tried not to go there (laughs) in my mind and I was hopeful and and you know I'm lucky to have such a um, supportive boss but I'm also lucky that you know I love what I do in my job and this side hustle is is fun for me. So you were asking about making time for it nights and weekends. But, um, you know, part of that is going, you know, to drinks with people who've started similar companies or um, projects. And and that becomes a fun thing and a social thing. Um, And like I said, like, you know, thinking everything I read, I'm like, oh, maybe this person would be great to feature. Maybe this person would be great to feature. It all kind of comes in. And Joanna was really... um, you know, very supportive. And she was also saying that it's, it's, it can be good for, in my case, the magazine for Cosmo, for our editors to be out in the world doing interesting things and And having cool lives and having cool lives. And, um, you know, part of my job is coming up with the idea, story ideas for what to put in the magazine. And just a byproduct of me meeting all these people is hearing what's going on in their lives and story ideas just come. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's bringing good energy back to my job and back to the magazine. So I would say, you know, advice-wise, the more that you can position it that it's actually good for the company and good for your job, um, the better. And really quickly, how many hours would you guys each say you spend a week? Just like a rough estimate. Um all of them (laughs) (laughs) a lot of them because the full website is launching this summer so i'm working with developers nonstop, and i'm constantly canvassing for people and getting the content and i make the newsletters myself it's just me messing around on mailchimp right now um and as you said the social media so it's and you know looking at who's subscribing and what the patterns are there and looking at the analytics and trying to learn from those it's all fun but it's all consuming Mm mm-hmm so really all the hours. Do you guys have, do you know, Christina or Rachel, like how many hours a week you spend side hustling? I would say 
15, 20. 15, I mean, it's the weekends I'm working. It depends on how many events I have going on. Um, and when I'm not working on an event that's happening, I'm usually trying to think outside of the box on what else I can do to mm -hmm. push what I'm doing. To like line up more things. Figuring out how to get my social media managed and researching or reading podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say someplace around 10 to 20 hours probably. And for me, it's like, I'm still very much in my job right right mm -hmm, now yeah. so and it's but it's been for me I mean I have had a continuous side hustle in some form for over a decade right mm -hmm. so I'm at a point where now what I'm really thinking about is like oh sort of where to shift and how to think mm -hmm. about it and I think the most interesting thing in reducing the amount of time you spend on your side hustle is really what you were just talking about, this idea of, of like who the network is that you get out of it, right? And you mentioned community as well. Mm -hmm. And it's all of a sudden you're meeting all of these people who are helping you do it in easier and easier ways. So I'm mm -hmm. all about trying to find like, what are the hacks to my side hustle, right? Like how do I automate it? How does just knowing the right people help me do it in a time that's less efficient? I mean, less that's more efficient. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I would say if you're spending more than 40 hours a week on your side hustle, then it needs to become your, your regular mm -hmm. job. Because otherwise, it, like it can't, it, it, you basically can't do both. And we are basically out of time, but Christina, one thing you have to talk about really quickly is I know that you have been such an advocate for making sure people are getting paid for the work that they're doing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I am the biggest believer that just because you have a side hustle doesn't mean like you're someone on the cheap, that you, um, we all deserve to get paid, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and when you think about your value as your full-time employee, like what your regular employer pays you, you should be getting paid a similar thing in your side hustle, or you should be getting paid more, right? Like one of the things that really frustrates me is I often see people with like, who are like, I'm going to start an Etsy store and they're going to sell their products for like $9.99. And by the time they've paid for shipping and the, all of the products, they're basically making like 10 cents off that product. And I think women in particular we just like don't, we think of it as a side hustle. We don't think of it as having like a side business or even like our business plus our day job, right? And so make sure that you're getting paid for that time. But how do you make that, how do you sort of draw that line between, you know, like, social media for instance mm -hmm. like oh yeah I'll help you with your social media versus like I will help you and that will cost you X amount of you know I think especially for women I think that can be a hard thing and like Rachel I'm sure you've had similar well, I things I would love where to buy your social media <laughs> um, <laughs> app or whatever it is when you come out with it let me know <laughs> yeah but okay. I mean I think part of the thing too is to what you're talking about is also knowing when to draw the line right like mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite things are people who charge to have coffee chats. And I just gave this advice to a very, very dear friend of mine that she can't just mentor everyone anymore, right? right? Because sort of her side hustle is coaching and mentorship that she doesn't charge people for, but she gets a lot of pleasure out of it. But she has just gone into this job that is really, really senior. And like, there will not be time to do that anymore. And to realize that like, if someone's actually going to pay $100, they're getting $100 from her coaching. Sort of just talking to her is worth $100 for an hour of your time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, And sort of – I almost think that there is some kind of exercise in sitting back and, and really thinking about what your time is worth, right? Like – are you worth $50 an hour? Or is this so fun for you that you don't care if you get paid, right? Or is it something that, you know, you're like, 
this is fun and I like it, but I'm scaling this up to be a hundred million dollar business. So I won't get, I got to get paid from day one. Um, and so thinking about that and then not being ashamed of it, right? Like fully going out there and being really proud that you are creating a whole sideline. Like that's amazing, right? Like everyone should be proud of whatever it is that they're doing and recognizing that whatever it is, that work is good and, and you should be paid for it. Word to that. Yeah. Ladies getting paid. Um, thank you all so much for coming and talking about this. This was an amazing episode. I love everything you guys are doing. And in closing, I'd love for you guys to just go around and shout out where people should find you, follow you, subscribe to you, etc. Marina, do you want to start? Yeah. You have to spell underrated to I make will. sure people get it. Yes. Um, everybody should subscribe to the underrated newsletter. You'll find out lots of cool things kind of all over the country and all over the world. It's underrated.com, but it's spelled U-N-D-R-R-A-T-E-D.com. Sign up. So for Calligraphy Inspo, you can find me at Ray Child, R-A-E-C-H-I-L-D, like child. And um, that's on Instagram and Snapchat. It's Ray Child Snaps. Awesome. Um, you can find more information about me at ChristinaLibby.com. And this social media stuff that is up and coming is... Um, www.thesocialworksco.com like social media works and then it's on Facebook and Instagram as you would expect from a social media um, focused course in class and you're a Christina with a K oh yes you should you should spell it (laughs) (laughs) it's Christina K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A and my last name is Libby L-I-B as in boy B-Y dot com um, and if you just go there, you can find out all the information. Find out all the stuff. Thank, Thank you guys you. so much. Thank and you. as always, I am everywhere at Elisa Benson. If you guys have ideas that you want to hear on a future podcast, please tweet at me and let me know. And please, as always, subscribe and share and listen and love and follow all of our amazing panelists today. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thank you. such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.